what it is, what it is, guys. Welcome to another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. You guys have been hearing me talk about it, the urban movement license model, where we are giving you all the systems and the business support that we were going to do with our franchise model, but at a fraction of the price, you're getting full geographical protection. You will be the only urban movement in your city. With that license right, you can open up additional licenses, but you will never have any direct competition except for all the people who are going to try to knock us off and rip us off, but you will own that white space. If you've been looking to create a brand that fits perfectly in between those polished boutique fitness, Orange Theories and Barry's boot camps, and kind of the rugged, less sophisticated CrossFit model, I have created it. I've perfected it over the past four years, and I'm ready to hand it off and expand the brand, but I don't want to open up all these stores myself. I don't want to move to Chicago and Austin and California. I want operators and people that I would align with, people I would drink beer with, people I would want a part of this bigger brand to help me grow this thing into what I truly believe it can become. If you're interested, guys, go to the link in my Instagram bio, submit your interest, and one of my staff will be in contact with you shortly so that we can go ahead and walk you through more of the application process. I'm super excited about this. We're taking care of all your remote videos. You don't have to worry about creating on-demand content anymore. You're going to have the business support of my team and myself. I'm really fucking pumped. All right, enough of this. On with the podcast. Yo, yo, yo. It is Stu, and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. Programming, shitty movements, and alternative additions addition yeah we're calling it yeah i don't know what we're calling this this is just me and deuce rapping about the shit we don't do it urban movement why we don't do it what we do instead why we think it's more beneficial physically and business wise deuce what are we jamming on today what, what movement uh snatches and overhead squats <sighs> this one breaks my heart honestly is, is was that like your is that your was that your yeah. jam back in the day yeah i i came from a background in which i i learned olympic lifting not in a crossfit setting um I went to, I trained at Velocity Sports Performance growing up, and I had a, a great coach over there who eventually, that was the person who inspired me to become a coach, and he was the person I was like, fuck, dude, I want to be what a was coach. was his name? Jed Hardigan. You still staying in contact with him? Jed Hardigan. I talked to him two years ago, I think. Still works over here at uh, the one in Charlotte. Got him. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I learned Olympic lifting through him, um, and so that's originally what drew me to CrossFit. Was I was like, well, I'm not going to go. I'm not playing sports. I'm not going to fucking Velocity and paying $1,200 a month anymore. Um, so that's what drew me to it. So, yeah, this one's uh, near and dear to my heart. And, and just so everyone knows, unless you're watching the video, I, I don't have I haven't duct taped Deuce to the fucking chair and, like, stabbed him. We didn't do, like, uh, brainwashing, like, when you <laughs> said your kid and you think he's gay and you sent him to, like, rewire camp or whatever to make him not gay. Like, we didn't send Deuce to Urban Movement rewire camp to make him uh, not, like, Olympic weightlifting. I truly believe if you really sit down with a coach who can take their bias and their own personal romance out of it, and again, you're running a business to where people are going to get great workouts, get very fit, and there's going to be money for people, like, and you're going to you know, have a profitable business, I believe you have to look at the snatching overhead squats as something that uh, not only health-wise, fitness-wise, safety-wise, but also business-wise there's a lot of flaws with that, with that movement. Um, for us specifically, so we, let's just even talk about we got we changed our tools. We got yeah. rid of that seven foot barbell. There is no way. I mean, maybe if you had really good range of motion, you're yeah. using that five foot barbell we have to do uh, snatching with. Or you're like five foot tall, maybe. 
Sure, but he, let's just say it wasn't the issue. We still wouldn't do the movement in and of itself. It, yeah. Like, what are some of the reasons that in our in the when you were kind of creating this movement manifesto and what we do with our programming? What were some of the reasons that you, a devout lover, a self-proclaimed lover of the overhead squat and the snatch, why remove it? So, for me, I can think back to, and this is the best way I can sum this up. So I can think back to coaching the snatch and especially the snatch and the overhead squat, specifically the snatch to people in on-ramp classes, like personal one-on-one on-ramp Like classes. a PVC pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can remember telling them and them getting frustrated me saying, hey, look, here's the deal. There's people who do this in the Olympics, and they do these two lifts, and they work on it their entire life. You've just done it in an hour. It's probably not going to be much better. Like, just don't get frustrated. And then it clicked in my head. I'm like, Dude, these people are doing this for their entire fucking lives, and I'm trying to teach this in a 60-minute session and then throw them out there and like, hey, dude, let's go do 75 reps of it as fast as possible. It's just it it doesn't make sense. Like I, I don't think the average person needs to be trying to do these high-level Olympic lifts to where the carryover of as far as aesthetic-wise, there's nothing to it. I don't think if you get better, if you had, say aesthetic wise, like you fit, like doing them, does it make you look yeah, yeah, physically yeah. better? Right. Yeah. Like I had 25 pounds on my snatch. I'm probably not going to walk out of here with a fucking six pack. Sure. I know that's true. Yeah. Um, so, and it's just the safety of it as far as for the general population goes, most people have shitty overhead range of motion to begin with and very not good stability through the shoulder. So the last thing we need to do is be spreading their hands out farther on a barbell and making it less stable. And then, okay, cool. Now let's throw it up there really fast, and now I want you to squat with it too. Yeah, for those of you guys that are still new in the fitness professional world, you think about the grip that you have in a snatch and overhead squat. You've never, ever in the history of your life ever grabbed anything in life that wide. Maybe that awkward time where you're going to move something into an apartment or your new house, and you're trying to be, you know, whatever. I've got it. You, like, wrap your hands around the thing and shimmy it, <laughs> you know, 45 it through the door. Beyond that, there is no real function in at least the grip and the the, the grip and the arm length of that movement, right? Like we like right. to keep things within this shoulder girdle. Um, you know, if you were to take your hands, press them right over your head, like you were signaling a field goal, a successful like and down and out. Like you want to stay within this shoulder girdle. With the majority of the movements we do, the snatch violates that. I uh, going back to even just your kind of experience there. I just did the interview with uh, Marcus Philly, and he talked about his light bulb moment was also on the, the snatch and overhead squat. He goes, I would get super pumped. I'd go in. I'd spend 20 minutes with a PVC pipe, and we'd coach drills and shrug elbows high and telling people to be scarecrows and all this yeah. other stuff. And then that was 20 minutes out of 60. And then from there, then we went and did some strength thing. But this is a movement pattern that is not ingrained in someone's head in 20 minutes. It's not ingrained in their head it, doing it 20 minutes three times a day. For a month, yeah. Let alone the person who just accidentally did accidentally. They don't make it every day to snatch training day, so maybe they've not had any coaching on it, and then they show up. Now, if you have a PT first model and you are exhaustively coaching people on this, I, I can I can greenlight that. I think, but it, his big thing was yeah. I get into this class setting, I'm like, why am I trying to shove round pegs and square holes and force feed this movement? into people's repertoire when it doesn't accomplish the goal that they came in for. I want to get fit. I heard this works. That's why people walk in your gym. Right. Or I'm at least curious enough to try it. I want to get fit. I heard this works. Or I'm at least curious enough. The snatch does not fit in there. I think I, at least when I, and I'm guilty of this when I was young in my coaching career, 
I thought it was flexing. Like I thought oh, it was yeah. showing off, like check this out. I'm going to teach you. I'm a world-class coach and I'm going to coach you in Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. And people are like, oh my God. And they've seen it on ESPN or they've seen it in a YouTube video. I'm going to teach you how to wield this barbell around like that. And ultimately, like you said, there is no, there's no one who is over the course of years added weight to their snatch and looked better naked. Yeah. Like as a direct result of it. Now, Show me someone who's added 30 push-ups to the amount that they can do in two minutes. They probably look have a physical change in muscle density and size and, you know, uh, body fat to lean body mass percent. Like, that person can probably show some change. It's not so much true with the Olympic weightlifts. But the the snatch over a squat, like, we're not jam- We're not going to be bashing the clean. No. The fun squat. Right or things. I mean, we we I guess we could probably put like the split jerk and shit in here. We're, yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to do a segment on that. That's a, that's a layup for us. But um, what do we do instead? If if we're saying that the overhead squat, you know, is this? It really only tests mobility and stability. It's not a great squatting test. It's the least amount of weight you're ever going to squat. Right. Like, why should someone like a female working so fucking hard to overhead squat fifty five pounds when she put it on her back, she could have eighty five or ninety five pounds on yeah. her back that moment. What what are we doing instead to elicit that neuromuscular response of like, well, picking up large loads, moving them long distances and quickly, it's got to be a snatch. Uh, so dumbbell snatches, double arm dumbbell snatches. Simple as that. Um, we're still getting that stimulus from driving off the floor and pulling them all the way overhead and being explosive from floor to full extremity or full extension. Um, it's a safer position. Now I have a, it's stacked over top of my shoulder versus this barbell to where I'm really wide and God forbid I fucking pull too far back and now I have to ghost ride this thing behind me. Yeah. You got to bail it from behind. Yeah. Yeah. Rip out your shoulder. Um, but especially, especially the double arm dumbbell snatch to where now these arms are working independently and they have to stabilize themselves versus one can't compensate for the other. Yeah. I, uh, the first time. First time I think I'd really done a lot of dumbbell snatches. It was probably, you know, 2014, third. I forget. I think they put them into the CrossFit Open at some point. Like 2015, maybe. Okay. 16, something like and that. And then you started programming the double arm dumbbell snatch. And I think that was honestly my really first time playing around with that movement. And I, I've got it. Like, it is probably one of my favorite. If I'm going to take dumbbells and really not have anything that there's a ton of tempo prescribed to. I'm going to do something that I need to be very strong, lock out overhead. I could pause overhead. I can eccentrically lower back to the shoulder. But, like, something that I can grab two heavy dumbbells and really have to put all my might, my entire body, to clamp down and get this shit overhead, a a true core-to-extremity-type lift, it's probably my favorite. And I don't have to be thinking about my ankle mobility for 20 minutes ahead of time. Right. Right? Like, I don't, I never have to sit there and do fucking crossover symmetry for fucking 10 minutes before and afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It allows me to get in, do this great full body lift, and and then, you know, move on. It doesn't chew up a 20-minute mobility piece and then shoving the lacrosse ball in my super spinatus for 10 minutes afterwards because I have so much pain. Yeah, you also don't have people asking you, should I wear my lifters for this workout? Should I not wear my lifters? <laughs> Do I need to change my footwear today for this workout? Yeah, it, oh, my God. That's that's the thing. I'm, one of the things I'm so happy we don't have anymore is that issue. The Because um, we do. We do believe in moving loads from the floor to overhead. We do believe in the core to extremity thing. But how can you do it with, no, I want to say guaranteed safety. There's no such thing as guaranteed safety, but high probability of safety. We, ha- I mean, anyone listening to this has got to be able to admit the overhead squat and the snatch does not have a high probability of safety. Yeah. It, it has a moderate and perhaps a low with the wrong individual. And 
really, is someone coming in and paying you $200 a month to have them squat to an 18-inch box with a PVC pipe overhead just so they can look like the archetype of everyone else in class doing it skillfully? There are very few people that are going to be in your gym that are going to perform this movement with mastery, like look really good. Yeah. And then everyone else is just chasing to be that person because that's the one that the coach is patted on the head and uses in the demos. Right. Like how often did you ever have to coach an overhead squat workout and you had like a handful of people you knew were really good demos and they weren't in class that day and you're like, I guess I'm doing it yeah, because I can't have any of you fuckers do it. Yeah. All the time. Or I'd be like, oh, thank God. Fuck yeah, he's here. Yeah, yeah, Hell good. Yeah. I've got my demo guy. Like, hey, by the way, when we get going, you're going to be the one that demos. So if yeah. you can just make sure you have your barbell out, that would be great. And most people that do it really well, they have that net. Like, you have great ankle mobility. Like, you can sit down at the bottom of the squat, like, whatever. Like, I remember when I would coach, if there were, I would remember, you know, back in the day, I, if overhead squats were the workout program, I'd come in and I'd be like, oh, fuck, I did not warm up. Like, I literally yeah. have to, like, I'd have to warm myself up just to demo this thing. Because yeah. I'm not naturally flexible at the ankles. I don't have good dorsiflexion. I'm super tight. Um, and that that was always just this this thing, like, why am I doing this again? Oh, because it's in these workouts that I've put all this priority and emphasis over. It, or is my is my upper body getting actually any better and stronger minimally is my are my legs really getting any stronger minimally I, let's in you know crossfit greg glassman put in the the overhead squat article in the journal back in like 2005 whatever it was the overhead squat being the ultimate core exercise meaning again bracing through the trunk while the lower body is is in locomotion and the upper body is in stability is static and and i i, I agree with that uh to a degree if you knock out all the prerequisites for it, sure, I think it's a great core exercise. I think if you, if you also, if you have the body awareness to engage the core overhead. Oh, correct. Because you have so many people who are, you know, they're, it's a submaximal load. It's a 75-pound barbell, and they don't have to squeeze their core. Their hips can stay back, and they can stay arched through their upper T-spine to keep this thing open or to keep that barbell up, and they're, and they're never engaging their core. Yeah. I mean, the first year I was doing CrossFit, I was like, core? What the fuck are you talking about? Core exercise? Like, you what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not a core exercise. Like, my back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and when I think of core exercise, especially what we do here with, uh, you know, Urban, and, you know, we can get into it a little bit maybe. It's just, like, the isometric work is by far, like, you know, even, like, the the body saws with tempo or holding yeah. a body saw, you know, holding an L-sit, um, holding, you know, our hanging leg raises and things like that. Those are, in my opinion, going to, if you want to test, because, again, I, I think of this core argument that we get with the overhead squat. Well, the upper body has to stabilize. And the lower body has to locomote. It has to move, and then the core holds it strong. Like, okay, hang from the rings in a, in a lift and move class, okay? So now you're having to stabilize your scaps. You've got static movement overhead, just like the overhead yeah. squat. And give me, like, uh, L, you know, leg raises to an L position. Hold the L, like nice straight flex quads or bent knees if you need to. Hold that L for five to eight seconds, and then come back down, and then locomote the legs back up. Like, we can re-achieve this movement Without this fucking, you know, insurance claim hanging over the, you know, yeah. in someone's hands above their head. Right. I And it doesn't take 25 minutes before class oh to my. coach this, break it down and warm it up. And now it's like, okay, cool. I got 15 minutes to do this workout. I'm so glad that CrossFit put light on the Olympic lifts. I just think it was one of these things where people just took it a little, went too far with it. Like to the Great. point where it that's not the standard i believe like uh there should be gyms like even ours like where we're doing dumbbell snatches or whatever and if someone came to you and they're like deuce i want to do some one on one coaching i'd love to you know i heard the olympic weight lift or olympic lifts would be great for my uh my golf swing i want to do some snatching with you on the side 
I get that. Like I can I can co-sign that in a heartbeat, right? Yeah. Some individualized personal training for someone's goal, sure, good, good, great, grand. But to incorporate it in a group training program, in my head, you're just chasing the the flex of the movement. Right. And it's generally a coach who is still in love with it, still does himself. What, what for you, okay. You saw that you saw the silly and the silliness of it. You saw the lack of efficiency of it. But what else was it? Because you still like doing it. Um, honestly, I, I think it was frustration from a coaching aspect. Um, like I, I recognize the amount of effort and work that has to go into these lifts. And it's a, it's a ton. And it's not just effort and work that goes in when these people are in the gym. I mean, like, there's a lot of people that I would be like, hey, when you go home, you know, twice a week, you need to do some mobility stuff. They're not fucking doing the mobility stuff. They got other things going on. And so then they would come back in and it's like, you look exact like your range of motion is exactly the fucking same. Sure. Like this is, I'm wasting my time, honestly. Yeah. Because you're not getting any better because I can't take, I can't put all of this into a 60 minute space. Correct. Yeah. It's impossible. Wasting my time coaching you on it, which in turn is wasting your money and your time exactly. trying to learn it. And, and again, going back to what we do instead, grab two dumbbells, go from the hang position, go from the floor, snatch them up overhead, grab a singular dumbbell, snatch it up overhead, you know, I, when the devil press first really hit the scene, I, I really liked that movement, uh, you know, short of like the, the wormy Scotty too hotty fucking burpee to the ground. Yeah. Like, you know, I want that nice strict to the floor push up burpee. But beyond that, like that was, I really liked that. I'm like, cool. Maybe more people will get into double arm dumbbell snatching and ditch the fucking need of the barbell, save themselves fucking $600 a year on broken tens and 15s because yeah. they allow their clients to drop these things from overhead. The, uh, the other thing, just re- from a business perspective, you know, we're chasing a unicorn with the overhead squat and the snatch, in my opinion, something that someone coming in three times a week on average and luckily hit the overhead squat on your programming day. They're never going to see improvement on. So you're chasing this thing that, in my opinion, um, has no merit on their physical being, you know, for the goals that they have, not what you have as a coach, but what they have. And the the op cap of the, the scenario as well, you're going to need those seven-foot barbells, which we know in our model for a movement and our licensees who are trying to maximize operational capacity, it's not going to work. Seven-foot barbells don't work. I literally, yeah. when I went to Cleveland, uh, I went and did a workout at a CrossFit gym down there at just an open gym, and they, they obviously don't have five-foot barbells. It feels so fucking weird working out with a seven foot barbell now. And it's like laughable. I'm like, this is so silly. Like, oh my God. I, I, yeah. When I see pictures, I now when I see it, I'm like, what a waste of space. Do we still have one upstairs in the, no, in the Chris, loft? Chris took his back. He took his back. Yeah. Okay. Man, I was going to say like, I just, I, I need to make another like fucking video about that. I need, I need to buy a fucking seven foot barbell just to make a video to show the, the obnoxiousness of it. All right, guys, uh, that is it on the overhead squat and the snatch. If you got questions, you want to debate us, hit us up in the comments down below. We'd love to school you publicly. And um, no, I'm kidding. We'd have a very good debate about it. Uh, but anyway, guys, the next one coming up, we're going to be talking about muscle-ups, butterfly kipping pull-ups, and kipping pull-ups in general, and why we don't do these things at Urban Movement. Stay tuned for that next one. It's coming at you. See ya.